Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello, friends and families. Welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you could hit pause real quick, head on over to iTunes and leave us a really, really nice and sweet, awesome review on iTunes. That would be amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Head down into the show notes and you'll see all the links to connect with us, YouTube channel and everything. And at the end of this, we will probably, we're trying to have a YouTube video for our two-year-old morning basket up on our YouTube yep, channel. We'll so be following with our uh, five-year-old's morning basket. Probably so. later this week as well. And so we'll, we'll, we're going to give you some videos on, you know, we actually show you know, our pretty faces and <laughs> all the boxes, you know, the box and everything that's in it in more great detail. We'll talk a little bit about it today, but um, we'll actually show you what it is on the YouTube channel. So head on over there. I know it was a really, it was a fun little recording that we had there. Um, about eight minutes, I think, for a two-year-old. So it's a great little thing. You can kind of see what we do on a daily basis. Morning baskets. That's the title of this this episode. So Ariel, you know, what is a morning basket? What is this? What is this magical thing that we've heard from a number of people we've interviewed? Yeah, we've talked to a lot of people that say that they really love doing a morning basket, and we've got to do one. And I really had no idea. Is it just? Throwing in some of the books we're supposed to read into a basket, and you do it in the morning, like I. Well, and everybody, everybody, literally everyone we've interviewed <laughs> has been doing morning baskets. And we, we were catching ourselves looking at each other, going, "Do we need to have a morning basket?" Right, like, yeah. what's this morning basket deal? Yeah. Do we have to? Have, does it have to be a basket? Or <laughs> yeah, and I just felt. I think I think I felt inspired that first day, and I just went and grabbed. We had this old like kind of toy chest, kind of like a treasure chest. And I used it as my box. It was super simple. Right. So it was a it was a morning morning treasure chest for a while. So I mean the 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 background of morning baskets it it's it's derived from Charlotte Mason philosophy and it's all about uh, gathering together and having the whole family do something uh, together. So whether that's uh, poetry or art appreciation or something that you know everyone can gather together and do. So for us this looks a little bit different in that. Uh, we're almost homeschooling and only in this respect in that our daughter is five and a half and our younger is only two. And so we've actually decided to create a separate morning basket for our, our younger. And well, at first it was just the one. Right. And and we realized that she needed extra things to stimulate her because she's not ready to be folded in. So uh, our morning basket is definitely going going to adapt, but that's something that we hear time and again about what is a morning basket? Well, a morning basket is a lot of different things and it's always changing and and moving. So it's something that its goal is to help bring everyone together at a time that's, that's good for everyone in the morning to focus and to help simplify your homeschool day. You know, some people use it as sort of a circle time. If, you know, if we think about circle time, maybe reading a book together and like what you said, all doing the same thing. 
some people might use it as like a morning meeting, like a morning Right. I've heard the morning meeting, especially if you have a larger family where it's a good time to sit down in the morning and talk about the things that are coming up for the day. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, make sure that the family's all connected about uh, any struggles or concerns or, or things and then do something that's all together, whether... Yeah. Some families will, you know, uh, all do an art uh, art exercise together while yeah. listening to an audiobook or while doing some music appreciation or they'll take turns reading poetry um, or it's a great opportunity for the kids to um, do do something. Maybe it's art or maybe it's um, creative playing with something, pl- yeah. something creative or maybe it's playing with something that's dexterity based while mom or dad does a read aloud. So if you're doing a big chapter book, you know, sometimes we think of reading to our kids as a, you know, before bedtime type thing. But sometimes, you know, everyone's fresh in the morning. So maybe that's the time when you really, you know, read the next chapter of your big family read aloud. So I think that it you can be... you got to get through the next chapter of Warm Peace, you know? <laughs> you know, it can be used in a lot of different ways. I think that this is, this is both the easy and hard part of homeschool. Yeah. Is because this uh, morning baskets, like with anything... It is whatever you want to make it, but also there could be guidelines, but it's homeschool. So you do what you want, you know, (laughs) like I feel I I, I want someone to tell me this is what your morning basket must include, but it's not that rigid. You want the blue apron morning approach too. (laughs) Right, exactly. Just send me the food, give me the instructions and I'll make it. Yeah. I I think (laughs) there's always this balance between I kind of want everything my own way and I kind of want to be told what to do. (laughs) (laughs) That you know, thus far, <laughs> nothing has existed that satisfies both of those needs for me to be. Well, I think you know, I think the answer happy. is you do what's right for your family. So if you have some older learners that are you know willing to sit around and listen to you read you know the next chapter of whatever book while they do some artwork, or you're listening to an audiobook and that works for you, great. In our situation, and man, many people that are listening to this, maybe they have a younger learner like a two year old, and we all know two year olds are not going to sit and listen to you know, the next read aloud, they, they right. want to get into things. And, you know, it's going to evolve. And hopefully in a couple of years, maybe we'll have more of a traditional sit down circle time, right. family oriented thing. I think that the goal of it is great. And when our younger is just a little bit older, then we can do something all together. And yeah. I have before sat down and done picture books mm-hmm. as part of morning time, but it's, um, that worked pre terrible twos. Now yes. that we're firmly solidly Solid entrenched little. in the terrible twos yes. uh, that that's not something that we can do yeah, but like the, everything with homeschooling yeah. it changes and it adapts and it becomes what you need need it to be but but that's the the general gist of of morning baskets or morning time or circle time or morning meeting or you know call it your your favorite thing so relaxed fun simple something that works with your family is kind of like the structure and then you go ahead and you know a lot of times i always tell people you know start start with something right we are we're, we're we always oh, right. wanted to have be that the like thing analysis right? paralysis yeah and it's like sometimes you just need to take that first step and you need to fall and fall down the stairs and then you need to get back up so just make a choice you know whatever it might be whatever's best for you whatever you're trying to do and we're going to walk through kind of how we use the morning basket and maybe they'll give you some ideas on where you can start. And then you can, you know, meander in your direction. Maybe you're a little bit more eclectic. Maybe you you have something that really interests you or something that's unique to your family that's really important. And that's something you need to take, you know, take that and run with that. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about, you know, when do we do the morning basket? Typically, 
we do it in the mornings right after breakfast. But, you know, we've heard of families doing it in the afternoon, maybe after right. dinner, or maybe, maybe it's, an evening thing. It's an all day basket, yeah. right? Maybe it's something or, or, Basket, bin, crate, box, shelf. Um, yeah. You know, don't don't think you have to have a basket. <laughs> yeah. A treasure chest like we had. So it could be something that you refer back to throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe this is the location where you put all the things that you want to do all together. Yeah. And maybe you do a little bit after breakfast and a little bit after right after lunch. And, you know, use it how you see fit. But it's meant to bring everyone together uh, and focus everyone on the same on the same thing. Absolutely. So when you're when you're into these baskets, some families will use them and you know with a structure. They'll either do like a looping schedule where they're loop back on the books. They'll they'll cycle through things. Sometimes. Right. And if you're not familiar with loop schedule, yeah. so there's kind of two ways you could think about it with that. So let's say you could say, well, you know, every Monday we do geography, and Tuesday we do um, we do poetry and Wednesday we do this and you know, you could, you could do it that way or you could have a whole stack of things. Like I've got 10 things and I do one a day and whatever day I finish the 10th thing, I start back on the first thing and we keep going. So rather than locking yourself into a day, it's more of a sequence and you're going to loop back on it just for those folks who aren't as familiar with loop schedules when you say that. Yeah. The next thing, maybe a Monday, you may have like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule. Um, and you want to hit specific things because maybe they feed into something you're doing that day. Maybe you have a tutor later in the day with one of your students about piano and you want to do music appreciation that morning about a piece they're learning, right? So it has to be on that Monday or, you know, on a Friday it might be gymnastics. And so we're Mm -hmm. going to be doing, you know, stretching meditative activities together where we are all thinking about whatever, right? Some people may have a little bit more structure. We actually, I have started doing morning basket every day, including the weekends. Right. And use it as you, often as, as you often want to. As often or as little as you want. Well, yeah. it's interesting. We talk about this as being and something. And even sometimes when we're, when we do it, we actually vary the amount of time because we are busy. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's just like one thing and sometimes yeah. it's more. But this is interesting. So talk a little bit about why we use it. When this is meant to bring everyone together and do the same thing, we only have a single learner. Yeah. So what's the benefit of doing a morning basket I mean, we have two, but the younger one is not, like I said, we're kind of, they're kind of separate in this way because she's not ready to focus yet on something. So why do it with a single learner? What's, what advantage have we found for our family with doing it with our daughter? For me, it's the focus, you know, because a lot of times when we're getting in the routine, we, we, we understand that children like to, you know, be active, be, have a lot of activity, um, not necessarily scheduled, but they like the consistency. And I found for, for us, you know, maybe different for you, that the morning is a good productive time. Right. They're very fresh. They're very fresh. Both kids are very fresh at that time. Mm-hmm. They love to come downstairs. They're chatty. They're active. They're, their minds are going. They're, ch- they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. They're talking to me. Um, and I get them served breakfast. I have found that that moment right after breakfast is an incredibly effective time for me. It's a me. captive audience thing too, right? They're already at the table. They're already at the table. It's right there. The morning basket's right there. And what's really great about it is that, you know, while I'm serving them up breakfast and doing my little <laughs> shimmy, shimmy shoulder shake. Being <laughs> the, yeah, I'm dancing a little. Um, <laughs> while they're doing that work, it gives me a little bit of time to prepare so that the minute they're done, I'm like, hey, you did a great, you know, great job on breakfast. You guys look really fresh. I And I'm already loaded up 
with activities because the box is right behind them where they're where they're mm-hmm. eating. And it gives me a little bit of time. And I found that that morning time right after breakfast, I can get really good high quality focus. Um, they're very uh, energetic. They're interested. I rarely get any complaining. Oh, I don't want to do this, dad. Or I, I don't feel like it today. I never get that. And, and so I have, I've really latched onto that time as, as my time to, you know, do the morning basket and do this kind of extended learning. We'll talk a little bit about what we do during that time. And it might different from what you do, maybe differ a little bit from what you've seen on online. But for me, I, I like to have broke, my learner does not handle like two hour block of homeschool. I'm not sure what five and a half year old would. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I don't know if I could handle a couple hour block of I homeschool. I wouldn't. By the time uh, a meeting starts running towards an hour, I'm I'm like, oh, come on. Exactly. And so I have broken up my homeschool across typically two to three pieces of the day. And then it allows me time to, you know, for her to either go to her right now, she's doing the kind of the summer preschool thing. Um, you know, in about a, a month and a half, she's going to be, we're going to be doing the parent partnership, the homeschool public school combo. So she'll be taking some enrichment classes and then I'll be doing homeschool at, at home. You know, I'll have a very structured schedule at that point. Um, I find the homeschool, homeschool time in the morning right after breakfast is a good time for me to get some learning in, um, get some excitement and really like use it as a motivational period to then leverage for the rest of the day, whether I'm then doing the around the world studies where I'm reading books, we're doing the country studies, we're doing some YouTube videos. And then in the afternoon, when her sister has gone down to sleep, I have the focus time to do my math and reading work that I, I've got to do with her. I'm able to spread these things out. And I really like to leverage the morning basket as one of those great points of the day where I can actually do some additional learning, some additional excitement. So some people like to use it as kind of a fun light activity. And we absolutely do that. We do art, we do music, we'll do, you know, some dancing. Sometimes it's not working. You know, we were doing obstacle course the other day. Um, I had them dressed as turtles walking around the house. We're studying the Galapagos. Yeah, islands. we're in the Galapagos, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, them, I had them with some tortoises. Yeah, we have a lot so of books in, in our morning basket. Yeah. But sometimes if that's, you know, not sometimes working, we yeah. do something else. Or a lot of times you'll do the morning basket book pieces. And then you'll do something that's more active right after either yeah. it's a outside or if the weather's not good, then doing something inside. Like cosmic yoga or some active. type of like active, you know, I don't know. You know, obstacle course stuff yeah, that we've been doing that we've been doing lately really, that's really been really fun. fun. Doing some type of you know run and play, hide and seek, things of that nature. You know, we, mm-hmm. we can get active, and then we will settle back down and do a little bit of work. You know, whether it's reading books and playing, doing games and activities and stuff like that. But the morning has been really a very effective time period. So that's why that's yeah. why we have. I have slotted it in right where we, we have it. Well, and and I I like that it's a time. You know, they are fresh, but maybe they're not. They also don't have their wiggles out yet. No. So it's not a time where you can. We haven't found for ourselves. It's not a time where we can start into a big block of work. It it's seven thirty in the morning. It's not the time that we could say, okay, let's sit down and do math and reading and do our kind of major focus homeschool well, time because they haven't kind yeah. of gotten that energy out yet. Especially the two year old who. The minute she wakes up, she's at 110%. She is. And at 7.30, she's at 115%, and she is ready to go. There's a nice nice time there, right after they've eaten, 
where they're still at the table and you they're willing to give you 30 minutes. Yeah. And there's a lot of great stuff that we can do. So let's talk about some of the things that you would want to do for your morning basket during that time. What what are ideas of ty- types of things? So for other people, you know, you may do something that's book-based where you want to do some reading, you know, uh, whether it's an early reader book or maybe some chapter book or um, it's some type of enrichment book that maybe they're interested in. You could also do read aloud, so you can play some audio stories, audio books, mm-hmm. things of that nature, art, music, kind of do those fun little uh, curriculum items that maybe you wouldn't get to with your normal curriculum. You can kind of leverage them in in this time period. Um, obviously, audio books, if you are a multilingual family or you have grandparents that are, you know, say speak Spanish, it might be a great time to do some Spanish work. Or you're just, you know, yeah. you're just trying to, you know, uh, get some active learning in with your child with another language. It's a exactly. good time to be practicing that when they're nice and fresh. Yeah, maybe you don't have time to do it in the other part of the day. That might be a great time to do that. And it can kind of come together and, you know, have a fun environment around breakfast mm-hmm. and like, okay, at breakfast we speak Spanish, right? And, and we do those yeah. sort of things, right? Yeah, I think that's great. Um, you could do mindfulness. You can either do some, you know, yoga, physical nature, if, if that's something that your family is really into, even maybe in the morning constitutional, your, your morning basket may be walking, talking, doing flashcards. Right, right. right? Yeah, there's nothing saying this has to be indoors. Maybe your morning time, your morning meeting happens outside. Yeah. I love the morning basket for the uh, the things that slip through the cracks, right? Yeah. Like you put logic, mindfulness logic in there. Logic work, brain yeah, teasers. Logic and puzzles yeah. and other things. And we, that... we're actually doing something similar to that. We're, we're finding subjects that we want to use and, and we can get into that, but you can leverage things that maybe you're just like, oh, I wish I could spend a little bit of time to teach them shoelace tying. And I just don't feel like I have that time. Right. It's, it can be something yeah. small. Uh, we realized that we had, over the years, we had picked up all kinds of different books and things yeah. of, of different subjects that we wanted her to learn. That, But none of them is our main focus, right? We're focusing on our reading and... With the around and, the world uh, study. The around the world study and math. And these other various things, you know, are just not bubbling up to the surface, but that's what's lovely about the morning basket. You put it in the rotation yeah. and eventually it comes to the surface and you do it. And it's like, this is great. This if you is design great your basket in a nice effective way, so like, you know, front to back, right? So mm-hmm. the, whatever's in the front, you just take it and peel it and put it into the back. So you know, it's going to rotate yeah, back or, keep cycling. or maybe you have a little bit more, you know, deliberate methodology where you're like, oh, I'm going to do these two books. But you can have the basket literally tell you what it's going to do that day. Right. It's What I kind of love too is you can just, there's a laziness element here that I love <laughs> because we as homeschool parents don't get to be lazy very often. I know some people think like we have it easy because you can school in your pajamas, but yeah, right. it's it's so much more difficult because everything is on our shoulders, right? We We were having lots of conversations today about our daughter and her reading and yeah. you were just expressing how much pressure you feel is on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have enough time to plan and we want to make sure that everything we do is helpful for them and, you know, advances them further. And, you know, we want to be good teachers and there's so much pressure. I love the idea of saying, I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff in this basket and I'm going to do that stuff. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to have to do elaborate planning or all these activities. Mm-hmm. There's There's just something nice about taking one and going, let's just, Let's be simple and easy with this one. <laughs> so let's get into kind of what our basket, our morning basket looks like. Yeah. So I, I tend to, like with most things, I like to see it from a holistic point of view and and come into it in a very thoughtful manner. So the first thing that I like to do is anything that's a catch-up materials. So what, these are things that I've been doing during the week through homeschool. 
Um, this could be a part of our around the world study. It could be math and reading based. Something that I feel like, oh, it's Thursday or Friday and I need to get this stuff done by the end of the week because we're going on to another country next week and I need to get some videos out or I need to get um, some, you know, I need to read about this country or I need to read this last book from the library. I'll just toss it into the morning basket and have right. that be the morning thing that I do. So you can actually use the morning basket to to gobble up little things or like, for example, oh, we're going over to grandma and grandpa's house tomorrow and I'm going to miss my, you know, the last two books in my my around the world study. Well, great. I can do that in my morning basket before we leave, right? Because right. they got to eat breakfast. And it's and nice because the, the basket is sitting there and open. Whereas, you can just toss stuff into and it. And it's not up in the homeschool yeah. room. It's right near the dining room table. So you're able to just, yeah, throw things in. You know, the other day she'd done flashcards in yeah. the afternoon with you for reading. And you thought that the, she was maybe struggling a little bit with them. And you're like, I'm going to get these when we're fresh. And you just tossed them in the front of the morning basket. Yeah. So the next morning... There they were. That was the first thing I grabbed. So, so that was really nice. So Yeah. And then the next thing is you can do a morning warm-up. So like kind of brain stimulation stuff. So if you're doing kind of logic stuff. So we have a, a logic book. We've been yeah, using we have some a Kumon logic the Kumon book. logic books. And we'll make sure to post our uh, the six-year-old morning basket video to our YouTube channel this and week. you can see everything that we yeah, do. So we, if, we had a different, a couple of different logic books that we've yeah. used. And, you know, find what might be engaging to your learner, but something that activates their brain. Or we have some, we used to have Kumon books on... Um, um, that she already worked through on mazes, mazes and yeah. puzzles. There was one too on dexterity that was all about cutting and pasting. Yeah, like you have to cut the pieces and paste them in like a puzzle format. So it was, again, kind of art with a little bit of you know logic and a little bit of puzzle solving. Nice I, to get her brain going. Yeah, you could also even just, if you have a learner that loves doing puzzles, you could just toss in a puzzle in the morning. Right, yeah. Every morning they're going to do a f- quick 50-piece puzzle or something just to get them started yeah Yeah, exactly and and that's a if you did a puzzle that's a great time for you to do a chapter read aloud Mm -hmm. or an audiobook or music appreciation while they're engaged in something like that i I can't you know my six-year-old loves doing puzzles but i have the two-year-old right there so puzzles are out yeah not for right now yeah a lot of games are out right now but they're coming back and i'm really excited about it and you know it could be a morning game this could be your great time to play game you could put card games or dice games or things in your morning basket that you cycle through and it could be a time when you get i love the idea of, of waking up everyone's mm-hmm. brain you know because i feel like if you just sat them down and tried to start working right away they'd still be like they're not ready this is a, a fun way to get them warmed up on the puzzle thing too you can use things like we use like brain quest or yeah. uh you know similar type things you could use like professor noggins uh, uh quizzing cards yeah. you know play any of those type games we, I, or, I think i pulled the, the other day i pulled down the the hangman game. We have a nice hangman game. With it's a flip- Melissa and Doug. Melissa yeah. and Doug one with the flipping tiles. We played that in the morning in the morning basket and the two-year-old was able to play and guess letters and it was, it was really Everything fun. was A. Everything was A. <laughs> <laughs> That's the A. A. A, sister, A. We already guessed that one. No, no, A. <laughs> um, next thing we, we do very uh, deliberately is skills development and the thing that we're focusing heavily on with skills is handwriting. So mm-hmm. it's a really good time for me to get a couple pages of handwriting and, you know, maybe to take a step back, when I'm talking about these workbooks and these Kumon books and the handwriting books, the amount of pages we're doing in these books is two, three pages. We're talking three or four or five minutes at the most. Yeah, they're very it's short. It's not a lot. And I really try to keep it tight and, you know, pick multiple items. So when mm-hmm. I pull the stuff out of the morning basket, for me, I tend to have about three to four items for them to do, whether it's some catch-up material it's then like some logic stuff or a puzzle or a game. 
and then I do something with the skills development. And the Denelian handwriting is our big thing right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to work through the Denelian book. And, you know, if you think about it, a lot of these workbooks have, you know, 60, 70, 80 pages. So if you're doing it every day, maybe all the weekdays and maybe not the weekends, but we're starting to do the weekends as well. The kids really like it. She asks she, to do the workbook. She doesn't complain. And so if she's not going to complain, I'm going to keep going with it. Well, and, and sometimes she's she says like, well, you know, where's my where's my morning stuff? That's what, this well, is what we do. And and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, the benefits that you get out of it too. Something for myself. But we'll talk about it at the end. But, you know, doing these type of things, it, she likes it. It's enjoyable. I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really helpful. So I'm able to get a little bit of skills development because I, I probably wouldn't have otherwise get that time where she, I get her yeah. back to the table to sit down and do handwriting. She's right. already there. It's a great time for me to get Well, that it's done. a good time too, even if she's not done with breakfast yet. Yeah. You can, you set the couple of books there with her, my first number two Ticonderoga pencils, which are oh, the best. Oh, yes. So you can set those workbooks down next to her. And even before she's done with breakfast, sometimes she'll start working. You don't have to time it like wait for the baby to finish breakfast too. She can go ahead and get started working on her few things. And she really likes it. Sometimes I have to like pry workbooks away from her (laughs) because she's like just wants to keep going, especially with the logic ones. She really gets into those and puzzles. Yeah. And I really, I really try to cap the time to about anywhere between 20 to 40 minutes and I don't let it go past that depending on the two-year-old yeah depending on the two-year-old it's very very two-year-old dependent um next thing we talked about is I, I bring in some read alouds so I'm actually reading some books I'll pull you know we have these first year you know the first level one level two early reader books I'll toss a few of those in there as well and we also have some kind of story books alpha alpha tales things of that nature where I'll read a story or two here and there um, I found and- that to be and we have coloring books in the morning yeah, yeah, so, basket for when you're reading those stories. Yeah, so like artwork and stuff. I will also have a bunch of coloring books. On top of all that, right in the front, I have a whole little container full of pencils, crayons, colored pencils, just right there. That live there. That live there. Because they, they seem to walk away from other do. areas of the house. But it's really nice to be able to just pull them out because they're you know, a lot of the activity books that we're doing, they'll ask them to say, okay, color in these, you know, items in yellow and i'm like well now i gotta go dig for a crayon it's great to have crayons right there ready Mm -hmm. for you and then obviously the coloring as well especially if you want to do some art with like a read aloud we have coloring books in ours so while i'm reading i'll give her a coloring book and and i'll have her do that so those are the type of things we do with that um additional subjects that are not covered by curriculum is another thing we do so for example i have a book right now about geography teaching her about cardinal directions and being able to, you know, give directions and find find where you are on a map and things of that nature. We have a really nice workbook about that. You know, when when else would I have the opportunity to do that? I, I, I would not intentionally do that or I would not intentionally bump important curriculum materials like my around the world stuff where I have a bunch of spines and a bunch of readers and a lot of research that we're doing and going on YouTube. I wouldn't bump any of that to do a geography workbook but this is a great time to do that um we just finished a logic book from kumon where we moved in a new kumon book of telling time Mm -hmm. you know i want her to be able to tell time in an effective manner and you know know when when things are when you know happening when and i don't know when i would do that otherwise right yeah it would be kind of haphazard and a lot of ad hociness to it and i don't think i would get good learning there so again i bring that book into the, the morning basket I give it to her one or two pages. We'll go all the way to the end. And hopefully by the end, she'll be able to 
you know, tell time in a, in a decent way. Yeah, you know? we have a really nice Melissa and Doug wooden uh, clock too to help her, you know, with, with telling time. And so having this workbook really reinforces the the learning with that too. So th- that's how that's how we're using the morning basket. And obviously, that might differ different from what other people are doing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But basically, the catch up materials. Just to summarize, the catch up materials. You can do a little bit of a morning warm up. That's what we're doing. We do some skills development. I do some read alouds. And then I do some additional subjects that maybe are not on our normal curriculum path. Those are the things I kind of focus on. And then I can, you know, pick and choose. Most days I'm picking about two core items. So like, for example, the telling time or my sight words book, which we'll talk a little bit about what what we're into this week, doing some sight words, doing my geography book, and then maybe some coloring or some art activity or an early reader, right? So those are three items there, right there that I'll pick. I'll have the pencil pulled out. I'll pull the crayons out if I know the crayons are, especially while they're eating breakfast, I'm able to flip through and see what pages they got to do so I can get all my materials all together. You know, while they're eating, they're they're doing happy, happy cereal stuff. And then I'm able to understand exactly what's coming. So if, if I do have to do, you know, some instruction, I'm prepared, I'm ready and easy to go. What's great about it is that in the last about, we've been doing this for almost three months now, two and a half, three months now. In the last month, I have been able to put together a morning basket for a Mm two-year-old. Which has been really helpful. This is nowhere near like our normal six-year-old morning basket. These are toys, flashcards, toy animals, blocks, things of that nature that are very engaging. Simple simple two-piece puzzles and things. And so what we're able to do is while I'm... My six-year-old is doing her morning basket work, which is tends to be a lot of workbook heavy stuff. Yeah, because she tends to like that. I'm able to move over to my two-year-old, do some you know rudimentary building or identification of animals or playing with some flashcards and doing some number counting. And then I can slide back over if my six-year-old needs a little bit of help. So I'm able to go back and forth. And really what my two-year-old ba- morning basket is, it's a distraction to get my two-year-old interested into something so that she's not climbing over the table and like wanting to put Mm -hmm. her hands on sister's books. I can engage with her and give sister a little bit of time to be able to do that morning work that she needs. And you're starting to build that, that, um, that muscle with the two-year-old of playing independently with some of the morning basket items so that you do have time to look ahead and see what's, what's happening for your homeschool day and, and get prepared for the, you know, the rest of your day that's coming. So, you know, building that kind of rigor of, you know, here's the basket and, and, and you're really quick to, to, you know, be paying enough attention, even if you're not having to work directly with the two-year-old that you see when the interest is waning and you change it up and you grab another item. Yeah. It's nice to have them right there. It's kind of, it's almost like busy, busy boxes. We've talked a little bit about doing that before for a two-year-old. Um, but this is more intentional and there's more learning focused materials you know in this basket so the goal would be that once she's a little bit older the baskets will combine into one thing maybe the girls will have separate workbooks but we'll be able to do read alouds together exactly. and you still are able to do music appreciation and other things together right now but um it's it's hard you you got to keep the focus of a of a chaotic uh, two-year-old so. <laughs> yes managing the two-year-old has been a thing but it's been really cool because she knows she has her own morning box now because she actually sees it i pull the stuff out i say you know these are your toys these are your activities and daddy gets to sit there and it's also really cool because it gives me a really focused moment because the six-year-old is occupied and it allows me to do some focused you know educational talking 
one-on-one time that is not, you know, playing with little people or mm-hmm. chasing her, you know, don't climb on the walls. No, please don't destroy that. <laughs> you know, the lamp is not a weapon. Please stop. You know, those type of things. And I can actually do some fun educational stuff, building blocks, building forests, playing with animals and doing cards and doing simple, as you said, two piece puzzles, things like that, that I normally wouldn't otherwise get because then she's so distracted by her, her sister. Right. So she's, she always wants to be with her sister and I can't like pull her away very easily and say, no, let's play some blocks. I don't want to play blocks. That, that, that six year old is way more interesting than you. Right. She's doing lots of cool stuff. This gives me that time where I I can get a little bit of focus time and it's very enjoyable and I, I really do like it. So you're, you're at this point in our morning basket life, we're kind of together, but separate, Mm -hmm. you know, with the goal that we'll be able to, you know, complete, and bring together as our younger gets older. But we know that a lot of you have little, little kids and mm-hmm. hopefully this gives you an idea of what, you know, what you can do with the younger one to, to keep them occupied. And start small, start easy, start simple. And we just have a there. little, like a mini crate that yeah. we got from, I don't know, Walmart or something for a couple of bucks. It's nothing, nothing special and another uh, slightly bigger crate for our, our older daughter. So exactly. it doesn't have to be fancy. I, I always see those videos of morning baskets and they have like these, I don't know if they get these from Pottery Barn or of course they do. William Sonoma. They're like these beautiful baskets and everything's in kind of white, soft tones. It this is the, your morning basket. And there's like candles the and Stewart stuff. haze over Yeah, it, it kind yeah. of feels that way. And, uh, you know, ours what is a Instagram plastic. Instagram filter is that? Oh. <laughs> ours is a plastic crate. I think it can be anything. And yeah, I get a, so intimidated yeah. sometimes when I see that stuff because I, I feel like we must be doing it wrong if it doesn't look like that. No. And I know that that's just mom, you know, Pinterest, YouTube, Envy type thing. But uh, I think when we're talking about you know, subjects like this, it can be helpful to just be real and say it can look like what it, it could look. It could be a box. <laughs> it could just be a box. Or a shelf. You could have a shelf that has all your yeah. morning materials on it. I think it'd be great too when our daughter gets a little older. I'd love to, when both when both our daughters come together, I'd love to solicit them mm-hmm. and find out what they would love to do in the morning. So that's something that if you're not sure exactly what your kids would enjoy most in the morning, maybe, you know, talk with them about it and try a few things and, and see, find your groove, find out if, you know, doing something first thing in the morning, uh, before the craziness of the day starts out, if that could be effective for you. I think it could even be something effective for people who, uh, have, you know, part of their family maybe goes to public school, you know, breakfast is a time when everyone's there together. Mm-hmm. Even if that time might be brief, um, but you know you're all there before you go your separate directions. And I know that we are going to lean into the morning basket this fall because our two year old is going to go to preschool a couple of days a week, and our older daughter is going to go to parent partnership a couple of days a week. And so we're going to have a much busier schedule than we are used to. Yeah. And this will be time when they are together, and it's still quiet before we have to be anywhere that we could you know, focus and and do things as a group. Well, it's also a great opportunity to leverage, as you said, that they're together. So, you know, part of our morning basket we forgot to mention was um, Bob books. We have some Bob books in there. Mm, Asking the older one to read to the younger one. Oh, that's been really fun. Great great thing. Also have the older one instruct the younger one and even just play role role shifting. We've talked about this in the past. Have the two-year-old or the three-year-old teach the six-year-old something, right? Do the role shifting because you're all right there and it's great. And I, 
you know the yeah the the morning light is beautiful and <laughs> don't the, don't you're talking like Martha Stewart glow the, here the don't children have just you know enjoyed their organic wheatgrass smoothies oh, that I made <laughs> yeah they're having a good time see raisin bran see raisin bran yes <laughs> <laughs> um so let's get you know we always like to end this how um you know what we're into for the week and so for us it's the sight words book um. Yeah. We, we, we kind of alluded to it in the podcast. We have been into the Scholastic Sight Words book. So I'll tell you a little bit, you know, we're all about reading, working hard, you know, some struggles here and there. And I have seen some issues with her reading comprehension, some issues with her literacy. I've been pulling in literacy strips. I've been, you know, focusing on increasing her reading speed, um, confidence, and all those type of things. I've been seeing a little bit of an issue and I was, I know I was walking through Walmart the other day with the two-year-old and I saw they have all the back to school stuff there. And so I was flipping through the books. I'm always addicted to these scholastic books. I've been buying them for years and I saw the sight words book and I said, hi, you know what? I wonder if I could balance a little bit of like sight words in the morning with, you know, the phonics, you know, heavy phonics in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And since they're so far apart in the day, I won't get any kind of bleed over or confusion. Like, so she's learning a little bit of sight words in the morning yeah. and doing her phonics, you know, heavy phonics in the afternoon. So it's like 80% phonics, 80, 90% phonics, and like 10% sight words. So I was flipping through the book and it was like, oh, they said right on the front page, 100, you know, 100 words account for 50% of all the words that a kid would see in most early reader books. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's great. And I'm looking through the words. I'm like, wow, she already knows like a quarter of these from the All About Reading. So I said, wow, this might be a good way to put this into the morning basket. Do Again, it's like a workbook. It's about 150, 200 pages. Do two or three pages a day. I have really noticed the the reading speed. You know, it's still a little choppy here and there when she's got to sound out words. And we're working through that now. But seeing her improve a little bit of speed because she's able to sight word you know, simple words that mm -hmm. repeat a lot, like, you know, on, the... I was reading with her tonight, and she yeah. got all of the R's, R throughout every book. Yeah, um, yeah A-R-E, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one and, of the sight words we learned this and week. And yeah. one of the things that's really cool about this book, too, is they have some some activities, like one of them is the... I don't know what, what you call it. What is that. it called? Okay, it's the foldable thing where it has the four flaps and they pick one and then you go one, two, three, four, and it kind of like opens and closes like a forth. mouth. Yeah. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Right, right. right. We, we're, we're both making the motion right. Motion it opens and closes like a mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be, I remember it being a thing that we did in like late elementary school and it was like who liked who or yes, who was yeah. going to get asked out. I mean, it was a girl thing. It was I remember. A girl thing. So <laughs> but they, anyway, these are sight words. In the book, they, yeah, so you, you pick a sight word, you pick a number one to five or whatever, and then you find the sight word inside, you open the flap and you read the sentence that's mm -hmm. there. Man, she loves them because she just loves playing with them. And then well, she, and she's always running around asking you to give her a number give me so a number, she can, yeah. you know, do it. So she's working on counting and sight words at the same time. <laughs> but it, it's nice. It's actually one, a very nice book. We'll, we'll link the book in the show notes yeah, so if you want to really see it. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, it's, I saw. I found it at Walmart. It was like seven bucks. Yeah, uh, these are these workbooks are not very expensive, and Did it has all these nice little uh, printout um, kind of flashcards. But they're just paper flashcards, so they're not very durable. But you know, we hit those every morning, 10, 15 seconds to run through them. It has really helped. I, I've been impressed. It's really helping her to increase her reading speed. One of the things I like about doing this is that it's, um, you know, when she 
she is definitely reading as a challenge for her. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you say, okay, it's time to sit down to read. She kind of mentally gears herself for that. You can see it happen like, okay, this is going to be challenging. But because this is at a different time of day in a different book, you're hitting it from a totally different angle. She's not thinking, well, we're doing reading practice, right? Mm -hmm. We know that's what it is. But for her, she's like, well, it's my sight words book. Like it's a totally separate activity in her mind. Because I I purposely did that. It's like... And has it has none of the same characteristics as our all about reading, which is right. It's different. It, it's very different. As much as I like that program, and I think you know, we we've already bought the next level. We're very co- co- committed to continuing that program because it gives such a good foundation. It's nice to kind of hit things from a different direction yeah. too, and and help her to increase the speed at which she can read. Because there's going to be a point where she's going to be able to read. Uh, simple books well enough that she'll start getting real enjoyment out of them and then i think she's just going to take off yeah once she's at there she wants to be there really badly yes. she's just not quite there yet and this is helping us get there it, it is and it's just another wrinkle and we're using the morning basket time to do that and so that so anyway so we recommend the sight words book from scholastic it was pretty cheap it's at walmart we'll put it in the it's show notes. Uh, ages five to seven. Five to seven so if you're right in that range it's a great book um We've been going through it a pretty good clip, about three or four pages a day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hopefully will be done by the time, you know, the holidays roll around. And hopefully her reading speech will have a hundred words under her belt and her reading speech will just grow with leaps and bounds. So anyway, that's what we're into this week. Hopefully you guys, it helps you guys. And maybe you guys can take a lot of the feedback from, you know, our morning baskets and you guys can put this into yeah, and tell us what house. you do with yeah. your morning basket. I'd love to see your setup and the things that you decide we should have, to include. We should have a mega thread on the uh, on the Facebook group. On everybody posts their morning baskets. Yes, pictures. yes, we'll have to do that. All right, we'll make sure to do that. Go check out the uh, the Facebook group. Uh, if you're not a member, go ahead and sign up, and we'll we'll go ahead and put that thread in there. And we'll also link both of the videos this week on the Facebook group as well on the YouTube channel. So keep an eye out for that. And thanks for joining. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!